Hey, it is L.A. Lloyd, and today is the uh, first time for Greta Van Fleet to co-host the uh, Rock 30. Uh, welcome, guys. Pleasure to meet you, and please introduce yourself. Hey, glad we're here. I'm Danny. I'm Jake. Well, the first time I saw you guys, and the only time, believe it or not, was uh, at Austin City Limits Music Festival. It was a hot afternoon, but, uh, man, you guys knocked me off my socks. I mean, it was such a great performance. The crowd was totally into it, and you know, I was just kind of curious what your thought was for that festival and, and maybe just festivals overall playing those live. That was a fun one. Uh, I definitely remember that one. I had a couple family members that were in the area and I had no idea and they reached out that day. So it was kind of, it was just, a, it was a party, but what? it was, it was oh, really yeah. fun. And I think, you know, festivals in general, in a general sense, they're very different from one another. You know, each, each festival has its own sort of personality. You know, some of them are just outright encouraging and inspiring and fun. And, you know, it's all about the audience too. Right. And, and that one was definitely one of those for me. Well, uh, and the cool thing about Austin City Limits Music Festival, I mean, you have such a diverse range of, you know, genres. I mean, I've seen everyone from Metallica to Paul McCartney there. I mean, it's, you know, just a crazy festival over the years. So glad I, my first experience with you guys was there for sure. So uh, we're literally just, a, you know, a couple days behind uh, the release date of the battle at Gardens Gate. I mean, April 16th. Um, had this been always the, the definite date you guys chose, but because of COVID, did it kind of get shuffled around a little bit? Well, I suppose, I mean, this the record was kind of done like, you know, last summer. But yeah, very much the dependency on when the record was going to come out was sort of based on, you know, the COVID and uh, pandemic restraints, it was like, now we had to go, we had to go back and sort of re-strategize when we were going to release it. Right. Um, but it is, I think, I think it is uh, surprising that we were, you know, we ended up releasing in April because I think we've had so many previous releases that were in April. I mean, yeah. a lot of what we've done was, it's every oh, released pretty much everything in April. So a good month still, for you. there's some continuity for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of impressed with so many bands that actually released their albums last year. I mean, when we were right in the middle of the pandemic and it's a long ways from being over also, but I know you guys want to be out there performing live. Um, did, is it just kind of challenging, you know, being in the, the wait mode right now because the album is out and obviously you want to be out there playing those songs live. Yeah, kind of, it's really tough. When yeah. we first started recording this album, it was right off of a tour, you know, and then we put a halt on recording and went right back on tour and, it, you know, kind of finished it all up in the midst of touring. And a lot of these songs deserve to live on stage. So it's been kind of tough, especially deciding when to release it. And, you know, with this whole thought of we want to get out and play and that's the whole ethos of our existence as a band is live performance. So it has been pretty tough. Well, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to look at the positive aspects, you know, of, you know, obviously you do have a lot more downtime right now uh, to work on your music and your craft. But uh, did this extra time give you guys a chance to maybe develop your songwriting or, you know, try something that you weren't originally planning on doing just because you had the time, you know, available to be able to do so? I mean, yeah, it's been interesting. It's I mean, the entire the entire pandemic has sort of been a double-edged sword for us. I mean, on one side of that blade, you have got, you know, the, the downside of not being able to tour and not being able to sort of represent the music that we've sort of crafted in the studio sense live. But on the other end of the blade, there's, you know, you know, we've been able to sort of redirect our creativity in many other ways. 
in, in many aspects, um, things we haven't been able to do in the past. I mean, we've been touring, cons- you know, consistently for the last three years, yeah. nonstop period. And then, uh, I suppose being able to sort of focus on, you know, the visual representation of mm-hmm. a lot of the music. I mean, we've been able to sort of co-direct every single music video and, and, you know, there's a lot going on with the, you know, our fir- future endeavors with that yeah. on this particular album. But we've also gained, we've sort of garnered two more, ex- two more songs that made the record. Um, we sort of finished last summer and we said, okay, we'll go start writing a new record. We came back from the countryside with two songs. That was Caravel and the Barbarians. And we said, you know what? These, uh, these don't belong on a new record. These sound very much like they belong on the ballot gardens gate still. Right. We weren't, we hadn't, you know, graduated from, from the project yet. And so we gained two songs based on, you know, the moving, moving the date of the release of the album. And, and yeah, it's been a very positive year for us and as, as well as being able to sort of digest what's gone on. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, as you mentioned, you guys were touring nonstop pretty much for like three and a half years, and all of a sudden you literally just hit the brakes and it came to a standstill. So what was that adjustment period like? Because, I mean, every day you're getting pulled from every direction. You're on stage, you're going to the next city, and then all of a sudden it's kind of like, whoa, we got a second to breathe here. So what was that adjustment period like for you guys? Right. Very, very it was kind of a long adjustment period. Really? I don't know, maybe we're still adjusting, but that's kind of because it forces everyone, not just us, but everyone who's, you know, part of this pandemic to um, get used to this domesticity sort of feeling and yeah. kind of isolated. And, and you know, it, to an extent, we are isolated often on tour because you're traveling and you're constantly traveling and it's just your team, you know, your family that's traveling, but but you don't have this human contact anymore. Right. And that was, that was probably the toughest part. Uh, I, you know, seeing family, seeing, uh, so we kind of just had to stay, stick with ourselves. And, you know, I think we going out, like Jake was saying, to start writing potentially a new album, start diverting our creative um, involvement. And you know, we just, had to had to do the things that we know um, keep us sane and, and make us happy because we have to be busy. Otherwise, we will go insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad you kind of touched on, you know, uh, moving into video more and, and co-directing because that kind of leads me into my next question because uh, you really dialed it in on Heat Above. I mean, I, I saw something that I could, you know, really see a, a whole new level for the band, at least from a visual standpoint. So yeah. I, w- I was just kind of curious, you know, was it just because you had more time to really work on that? And and as you said, is this going to be kind of a, a lead into future videos that are going to be a little bit more in depth than what you've done in the past? Yeah. I mean, I absolutely think it's 100% because we've actually had the time to do it. Um, and that was something that we've always been really interested in sort of involving ourselves in. I mean, we all kind of grew up with, you know, many influences, music being one major one, but, you know, literature and, philosophy and, and film right. like we were pictorially very influenced very early on and and so that's something we've all kind of wanted to do we've always kind of wanted to, to sort of dive into the visual aspects of the group and i don't think that we've ever had the time really to sort of craft um the visual representation of our of our of our own work really right. so i think i mean it, it's like everything else that we've sort of that we do we're 100% involved in every aspect of 
everything that someone sees, feels, hears, touches, it's, it sifts through our hands at one point or another. So uh, to answer your question, yeah, it's, I think we've had more time to be able to focus on that aspect and, and, and to be able to further, you know, craft future endeavors, you know, visually. Well, you could definitely tell, tell it in, in the Heat Above video for sure. Do you feel, feel like you guys have a better sense of direction that you want the band go uh, moving forward simply because you've just had this extra time to kind of focus on, you know, I'm sure a lot of things, obviously your music and the videos, but there's also the behind the scenes stuff. Do you feel like you're more focused on how you can maybe be better or feel better while you're touring when you, you know, go head first into it again? Yeah, definitely. It was a interesting you know everything just kind of kicked off so quickly at the very beginning stages and we were just on the train we were on for the ride start touring you start doing all this stuff and then you realize there's so much more to it you know and and we hadn't had the time one second we got a train going by (laughs) there we go yeah (laughs) i used to live right beside a track as well it made it was a bitch doing interviews you get it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah carry on yeah we we hadn't really had much time and in, in, in the previous years, but like Jake said, we, it's always been equally, almost equally a part of our um, creative uh, development as a band is, is visuals as well. And, and, you know, eight, seven, eight years ago at the very beginning stages, we were always out in the yard filming things and, nice. and, and correlating it with our music. And, and so it was something that we we're actually very excited to do. You know, that was part of the whole pandemic double-edged sword positive aspect of it. Well, uh, from a global standpoint, I mean, the past few years have definitely been quite trying for, you know, all of us with the civil unrest we've witnessed on TV and even in our own cities that we live in. And I'm not trying to make this a political question, but uh, are you optimistic about the future? Do you feel better today than, say, maybe a year or two ago from a from a social standpoint? Uh, I don't maybe in particular, maybe socially, I'm not sure that in terms of even touring or sort of interactive aspects that too much will have changed between now and maybe a couple of years, years ago. But I think, um, I think we're sort of, we're very much existing in a different world, a different world of, of leadership as well. And it's, it's sort of, uh, becomes a bit of a, um, sociological horizon in a way. I think, there's an awakening and there's sort of a, a a lot of um i think that you know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of unity in this country right now too yeah and um yeah it'll be interesting to see how that influences sort of touring and and how that influences the collective i suppose right um, with three brothers in the band and, and Danny pretty much being with you guys since things really started ramping up, um, do you guys have this closeness where you sometimes, you know, ideas may musically just kind of happen organically without there being any type of verbal communication? It's just something starts and then the next one goes into it. I mean, do you guys have that kind of closeness when you're songwriting? All the time. Absolutely. Really? <laughs> From nice. the very beginning, uh, cool. the origins of Greta Van Fleet kind yeah. of revolve around jamming and and the blues you know and and that was kind of how we all learned to communicate with each other and that is why it is something that you know will always kind of be around and and definitely be special to us because it it is i think you know in what we're doing in in rock and roll it is important to have that communication um it makes you 
a better musician. It helps you learn uh, who you're playing with, right. you know, and, and understand. It allows you the freedom. It allows, exactly. Yeah. It allows you certain freedoms. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it really, I couldn't see us doing it any other way. <laughs> well, um, when you guys first started talking about doing your own original music, um, obviously you want to, you know, do your own songs. I get that. But was there something that, you know, overall just looking at rock in general, I mean, had it become homogenized to you guys and you just wanted to kind of do something a little different than what every other song on the radio sounded like? Is that kind of what led you into, you know, the, the way you guys decided to go? I think, I think it was, a, I mean, again, it was a really another very organic sort of, journey to sort of the the or i guess to the origin of of this group and the sounds that we make is a, is a collective um i mean we grew up with with a lot of records we grew up in households that were very music centric and it was like what we were listening to we um i mean blues as as again and an, an, the sort of basic uh, soul of the group right. really is where we all kind of, I mean, we all bring something different to the, to the sound of Greta Van Fleet, but mm-hmm. I think uh, collectively what, what sort of ties us together is the blues and the nice. roots of that. And so these are the origins of our sound as well. And again, like this is just our truth. This is something that we were born with, something we were raised with, something that we identify with, not as artists, but as people, as human beings. And, and I think that that, that sort of truth and that sort of search uh, has sort of led us here. And I don't, you know, I'm not so much saying that we kind of did anything intentionally, really. When we listened to radio and said, well, let's, let's write something that's completely <laughs> sort of, uh, you know, in a different sort of direction or something, you know, it was all kind of came from the roots of where we, how we were raised, and where we were born in Michigan and Detroit. So who is uh, some of your blues heroes? I mean, if you could name up four or five on your hand there. Four or five, do you have, 10 or do you 15. Have 20 or 30. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lightning Hopkins, uh, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, Sunhouse, B.B. King, Freddie King, all the kings. Yeah. Um, uh, How about I mean, Stevie it, Ray in a more modern, well, kind of modern, I would guess, Stevie Ray Vaughan? Steve Ray oh, Vaughan yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. And a godlike guitar player as yeah. well at that. Sure. But you I mean you even have like R.L. Burnside's son, Cedric Burnside, who has a record out, and that's incredible contemporary blues. I mean, then you 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 have the White Stripes, which is another great blues band. Yeah. And then you know, um, I mean, there's so many too. It's like it's crazy. Lenny Kravitz, Clapton, Clapton, yeah, a lot of contemporary blues still out there at the form. I think we probably still like to think of ourselves as a. Probably a blues band as well. I can totally see that. I mean, that's where the foundation's at, man, and that's what you thrive yeah. on. I love that. Um, let's talk about the new single, Heat Above. Obviously, we've talked about the video a little bit more. Um, was was all of these songs written prior to the pandemic, or was this one done once uh, you kind of had to come off the road and be in lockdown? No, um, it's kind of uh, a mix, you know, both. I'd say 40% of the album had ties to, you know, our existing uh, uh, selves. And I would say the rest of the album was actually written in the studio or, uh, in midst of touring and, and on the road during that time. Um, two of the songs came from the pandemic. Gotcha. Uh, that would be Caravel and the barbarians, which is kind of a really funny thing. We're hmm. 
kind of, you know, the world shut down and we went to set out to write a new album and try to stay creative. And the first two songs that kind of came about really kind of still had ties with the battle at Gardens Gate. And they mm, just yeah. embodied, you know, the, the thematics, uh, the storytelling. And, you know, so it was then we had to wait until you could record again because there was right. no question that we were going to add two more songs to the album. Um, there was no rush at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, you don't even really think about that. Just the hardship of actually getting studio time and, and making it safe for, you know, all the crew and everyone around you. I mean, it's, it's just a lot involved. Um, the way we like to close out the Rock 30 is uh, to do a couple of artist picks from each one of you. And it can be from the new album. It can be from previous works as well. But we always like to play a couple of extra tracks besides the singles. So one of you guys started off. Nice. I'd love to... to, to, to uh... So we suggest a song and you yeah, play it? Is yeah, that that's it. And tell me why I, you chose it. I would like to hear uh, Seed of Memory by Terry Reed. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, it's good. Very nice. And I don't know why my brain is going here, but there's a song that we kind of uh, recorded a little while back, and it's called Always There. Always and if there. I have to oh, pick one, one from our own, if I had to pick one of our own to listen to, oh. I'd say give that one a listen. So why 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 do you like that one so much? What is it that stands out? I mean, because to me, when I ask people to do this, like, oh man, this is hard to pick just one song. But why, you know, why did you pick that one? I picked that one because you know it was kind of a personal sort of thing. You know, we we were recording Anthem of the Peaceful Army, and it was originally supposed to go on that album, and it the way it turned out, it just didn't really sonically fit with the rest of the album. Right. So we kind of left it alone as it's you know and it, and it lives alone and it, and it's one of those songs that kind of at least for me i i always overlook it i always forget that it's there yeah. and then you go back I, that is one of those songs yeah. and then you go back and listen to it and go oh shit that's pretty good i forgot we did that actually it written, was one written of those recorded like in the studio in like a day yeah, yeah it was, it was one like of those really yeah. magical experiences very nice well glad to play on one today for the fans on the rock 30 i'm really glad you got the new album out and obviously i'm i'm looking forward to you guys hitting the road again and uh you know i hope you'll definitely add austin to one of those cities that you come through again man because we we love you down here that's for sure and of course this show goes out all over the country and in canada and mexico and parts of europe so you got fans listening from everywhere today man beautiful we hope to see you soon in person yes absolutely face to face rather than screen to screen (laughs) i hear you well thanks for being on the rock 30 today guys absolutely thanks for having us pleasure